Dean Davis the show forever in COVID formation. I should just stop mentioning it to say the least. We always gonna be in COVID formation. We're gonna be steady, steady, steady Eddie, steady Eddie. A uh, big announcement at the end of the show. Uh, it's funny because I got people like uh, people reaching out to me, and it's like uh, uh, this is just weird or whatever. The vultures. But um, <laughs> <laughs> what's happening? No. Uh, but listen, we got a lot to get into today. We're going to talk about contracts not being signed in the NFL. We're going to talk about uh, bubbles being burst, as D is like to say, uh, throughout this uh, COVID transition as far as what the leagues are planning to do and how they're going to come back uh, into playing, if they're going to play during this or last season and this season, depending on which league we're talking about. Uh, but again, we got something real big at the end of the show. My name is Kenneth Davis, and of course, my partner in crime, his name is... D. Demond Spurl. What's happening, everybody? Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at D. and Davis Show. Once again, it's at D. and Davis Show. Facebook.com forward slash D. and Davis Show. Make sure you click on the bio link. It takes you to everywhere that we are. YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that good stuff, all right? Simply search. Uh, search for D. and Davis Show or D. and Davis a Flip. Uh, subscribe, rate, share, all that good stuff, all right? I'm on Twitter and IG at Demons one That's D-E-M-O-N-Z-E-1. Ken's on Twitter and IG at Fats Davis. And executive producer of the D. and Davis Show and D. and Davis a Flip, Ryan Bukovsky. Ryan's on Twitter at Ryan B. Ski and on IG at Ryan B. Ski 1. All right, guys, let's go off top. Off the top. Off top. Mm. Mine's is and something that... um. We've talked to several people. I can't even remember uh, one of the people we were talking to uh, recently. And it's been my uh, penchant for the fact that there are several Sox players, but in particular, Michael Kopech, that I did not want to come back for this abbreviated season. And he has decided to opt out. The White Sox are fully behind him. Uh, he lists a litany of reasons. It seems like he, he laid out a PowerPoint presentation, him and his people, to uh, Chairman Jerry Reinsdorf, Rick Hahn, and the general manager and assistant general Example manager. A, example B, right. example C. My, lung, my lungs, my arm. <laughs> my wife. If we can go to slide four. Um, yeah. right. Can you hit that? Okay, uh, but Sox pitching coach Don Cooper came out perhaps Sunday and said that he was concerned, was it to do with uh, any of the past uh, anxiety or uh, issues that Kopech has, mm. has pointed out? Um, Kopech hasn't come forward and he's always been kind of a, uh, especially since he's been a White Sox, uh, more, much more front-facing person. It seems like the White Sox, White Sox put, a, put a kibosh on what Cooper was saying. Uh, they are definitely making an effort to show that they are fully behind Michael Kopech and Michael Kopech, uh, according to sources, uh, believes that they are behind. I think maybe I've seen James Figgin wrote this in Athletic, uh, believes that the, um, the White Sox are definitely behind him 100%. To me, Again, it'll be great to have him, but right now he still doesn't know necessarily what his position would be this year, coming off of Tommy John surgery when he started the bullpen, how would they use him if he caught COVID. One thing we're finding out that you may have lingering issues moving forward. Uh, so I'm with uh, the White Sox top baseball, I mean, pitching prospect deciding to not risk it um, because to me he means too much more to the future, especially coming off of uh, Tommy John's surgery. He means too much to the future to not really fortify him and make sure he's right. When we had spring training, we stopped it. Now we're starting it again. You know what? You, young man, because we're, we're a lot is riding on you. Because uh, really, one more injury, and that could be it as far as that top tier potential that Michael Kopech had. Not to say he still won't be uh, a really good pl baseball player, but good pitcher. But as far as being that that supreme hurler, so I really like uh, Michael Kopech doing that. And I'm happy. I, I know Lucas Gilillo said he wished he had pitched with them more. 
I'm happy to see his teammates aren't bashing him. Most of the time, most of the times nowadays, you wouldn't see that. But I think people need to be pretty understanding with looking at where he's coming from. I well, I would say, partner, he was right on this one. Uh, what you, you got, what you wanted, um, and I understand. I definitely understand where Michael Kopech is coming from, I, and I understood what you were saying uh, when you first brought this up a few months ago. I, I would think. Um, mm-hmm. Saying like, hey, listen, this is going to be, as I've been saying, a sprint, not a marathon of a season. And everyone, and everyone, especially in baseball, these games, like, damn near all of them, if not all of them, are going to mean something. And you have a guy coming off of surgery and quite a – and how many other White Sox players are coming off of uh, Thomas Dunning, Johnson? Carlos Dunning, Rodon. Dunn. Yeah, yeah, a few or three. That's three right Take there. Yeah, basically, right? Go down to the farm system. Hey, who all got Tommy go, John? Haters going to hate. <laughs> So you don't want your young guys who have all this a very promising future to, you know, saying really get amped up, really get to going and they have like another spring training. They kind of doing these these like uh, practices, live practices that people can stream and watch. Uh, but man, when the season gets to going, man, the season's going to get to going. It's going to be for real, for real. So you don't want to have your young guys out there potentially can hurt them even more. And also, too, let's think, let's think about this. This season is an anomaly. Right. This is this is this not regular. Uh, we don't know what's going to be in the future as far as the virus, coronavirus being here in the country. So we don't know what the future season is going to look like. But let's just say next season is going to be somewhat regular. Uh, this is the time where you can kind of make that call, which a lot of athletes are doing across all leagues. Like, you know what? I'm going to step out of this one. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's it's not it's not the norm. And uh, when you have to think about your longevity, your health, not just the health of yourself, but possibly if, say, if you cat, if you um, caught the coronavirus, and then you got to start worried about other people within your families or friends. Some might be have underlying ailments, and, or you don't know what's going to happen to yourself. It's very understandable that you will want to step out uh, of the season. So uh, I get it. Um, do I think it's going to hurt the White Sox this season? Yes, because he's a big part of it. But uh, hey, man, like I said, it's a sprint. You never know. If somebody else might be able to step up and have a great 60-game run, and they can still go pretty far uh, within the season. So I agree with you, Ken. I agree with what Michael Kopech is, uh, is doing. Yeah, uh, you guys pretty much hit it all, so I don't really have too much more to add. I have no problem with basically any player deciding not to play during this COVID-shortened season. If you don't want to catch it, you don't want to be a part of it, then I think everybody should have the right. And he exercises right, so mm-hmm. good for him. Hopefully, uh, like uh, D said, somebody can pick up the slack at least for like a good six-game stretch. Yeah, I think that's going to be the biggest thing. I know the White Sox have to look at, uh, kind of look at. But you like, but they have, they have a deep farm system now, so they'll be able to bring somebody up and have them for these sixty games. They're going to, like you said, it's going to be like what five or six and maybe seven starts. Man, yeah, probably more than that uh, throughout the season. So, but. Man, they're they're loaded right now in the farm system. So maybe that's why they was like, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? No problem. Maybe if they kind of feel like, hey, dude, we ain't got nobody down there, you're gonna have to step up. You're gonna be in the boat. You know, you're be gonna the be wrong, all right. That'd be the wrong, that may be the wrong thing to do because I agree with you. Yeah. You, you don't wanna you don't this is a long term thing mm-hmm. for the like you gave away premium assets to acquire these players. Right. And you wanna see it come to fruition, not for this season. Uh, this isn't the season to be like, we're going to just blow the doors off of everything. Now, if you get close, I, I understand turning up the heat, but mm-hmm. this isn't, you don't come into this like we're going, we're going all bore for this because you didn't sign. Right. And I, now he hasn't gotten that kind con- those contracts yet, 
like Eloy uh, and uh, Lewis Robert got, but he, he, he that window is for him too. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to sit there and burn through him, and then you're going to be like, man, we need a, we need a quote-unquote ace. Not to say he's an ace now, but we need a, a potential ace, I guess is what I should say, when at least potentially now you can still slide him into perhaps being your, your second pitcher, if not quote-unquote your first pitcher behind Lucas Giolito or however that goes moving forward. And also think about this, how – the White Sox like lock up their young guys so early, so it's kind of like, hey, all right, let's make sure this dude is good, because uh, we think he's good, but let's just make sure that he, you know, saying mentally, physically is all right. So you know, saying we can go ahead and lock him up for another very team friendly deal to try to get all mm-hmm. this talent locked in right now. So you got to look at it uh, in a multiple, you got to look at it from different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Um. And like I said, man, I'm I'm fine with it because you never know what's going to happen in the season. I hope they do out there and they and they do their thing and they go very far and possibly win it. That'd be great. Uh, but hey, man, this is about the long term. And look, let's not act like they didn't sign Dallas Keuchel either. That too. Like this isn't like where you know Gio Gonzalez. Gio's at the back end. Yeah. Like yeah, still so, got guys. Yeah, you got you got guys mm-hmm. to maintain the fort until next season and even with next season like you said it may be closer to being a, a regular season but it may not so yeah. you know you need to you need to hold down listen tell golden arms maintain the fort but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i know our little joke against each other was like man you spit like golden arms Golden arms. Your round flows like you got, man. <laughs> that used to be our distance back in the day. Man, you know what? I, my my boy uh, Gotti, uh, he told me you guys' book is very, very good. I, might I heard to, that too. I heard yeah, that I might too. have to check that out. I heard it was yeah. great. I, I think he said he had, he started, I heard he got meth, uh, meth and man. He got how from some PCP or something like that. He was telling a story about that. It was something but wow. Him and as far as meth. I mean, Meth were the tightest between those yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah, really so, good friends. You know, yeah, they were they were really tight. But yeah, all right, guys, off top. Off the top. Off the top. All right, I'll go. Um, so we were just talking a little bit about the coronavirus. Uh, Michael Kopech is deciding to sit out of it. Uh, we have the NBA season. Um, it's starting to ratchet back up. Uh, going to kick off sometime uh, pretty soon. Next couple of weeks, I believe, right? Like a week and a half. Um, week and a half, yeah, right. So, and also, too, the NBA July is July 31st, I believe. There you go. Yeah, yes, yes. July 24th 31st. is baseball. Um, but you have the NBA is now in Orlando, um, in the epicenter of the coronavirus. And Florida, Florida is on fire. Um, and uh, they're, they're playing in uh, the uh, Walt Disney World, right? Yeah, so, the sports down there. There you go. So, the biggest news, and I'm saying that this is going to happen. A big, big name is going to get it. Going to get that Rona. And it wow. was reported It was reported that Russell Westbrook tested positive. Now, he did not catch it because he's down there in Florida, but he is in Texas. I'm guessing he's probably been there all season. I'm guessing he's probably living there, right? I don't know. He's a California boy, and both the states have been uh, on fire with the Hot. Rona. Hot with the Rona. So, uh, unfortunately, he uh, did contract it. He said he's doing good, you know, saying he's in the quarantine and he's going to be looking forward to joining the team when he's done. Uh, but that's one of the biggest names so far that we have learned that tested positive uh, for the coronavirus. Then, coming out today, Harrison Barnes of the Sacramento Kings test positive as well. So, he's going to be in uh, quarantine. He also had Buddy Hill, Jabari Park, and Alex Lynn 
they all tested positive as well. Dang. So, yeah, so you're going to have, it's going to, the names are going to start rolling out of guys who did test positive for the coronavirus. Now, I think one thing I've been saying is once big, big names start to catch it, Lord forbid they get it in the middle of the season, the season. I don't know if the season is going to end. I've been saying for a while, guys, I don't know if you even start this. The risk is not worth the reward. It's not. Because if one of your guys, one of big name player, ends up getting it, and then I think, Ken, I mentioned this last week. Uh, they let's say they have um, a, a big name player gets, uh, gets, becomes affected with coronavirus. We don't know how this affects your kidneys, your lungs. We've been, Ken, you reported to us that um, uh, examiners, clots. body examiners have been finding blood clots in people, which leads Ooh. to strokes and, and uh, heart attacks. Uh, and you know people, you know teams and fans are going to hold it against you. Like, man, you had the Rona. I don't know if we need to give you that extra $10 million, $20 million for that extra year. So you're playing with fire, man. You're playing with fire. You don't want to have any other big names, guys, that come down and say they have the coronavirus. I've, I'm telling you, I don't think it's worth the reward, this risk that the NBA or any league is taking right now. Then there was the show. Uh, my only caveat to all of this is this. He's going to get his money regardless. He is. Because he has the complexion for the cassation. Oh, but right. Luka Doncic must be protected at all points. <laughs> the bubble must be even tighter around him. Don't take that future. If we're sitting here like... Man, look at him. He out there playing like uh, what's what's the name? Uh, I don't believe I don't. I, I, I just totally blew his name. Played for the uh, uh New Orleans Jazz and LSU. Uh, before his father, what's up? Uh, 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 Pistol Pete, Pete Maravich. Oh, Pete No, if he has the pro career, Pete Maravich, right Damn. after being a top five MVP, MVP candidate his second year, I'm gonna be upset. All right. If I don't get to see this kid ball out with his full lung capacity for the next eight years, I'm gonna we can say, man, what could Luca have done? Wait a minute. So Luka, you want you ahead. want to tight you want to tighter around Luca than, than uh King James? LeBron's almost out. Listen, I told you LeBron's <laughs> out. I'm not watch, I may not watch the rest of it. Le, but LeBron is on his way out. Like for life's sake, yes, protect LeBron. But for NBA future viewership. Luka Doncic must be protected, all right? We must form a cone around him, all right? He must be protected at the highest or, like, dude, I mean, you ain't never seen a sophomore average a triple-double. Now, we can say the league is easy to do some of the stuff that he's been doing. You're not asking him to be the defensive stopper or anything like that, but this kid is a wonder kid, right? Is, so, I, that, and again, I'm, I'm joking. I'm really talking about, a, like, we're actually been talking about entering a new phase in the NBA where, you're being able to see the young stars. Mm -hmm. And it would be terrible that if we find out in two years how it, uh, coronavirus can hinder you physically, especially when it comes to athleticism, after period with any of us, but athletics, uh, and how these players, uh, not to say that just based off of them being, I won't say being forced, but being uh, pushed in a way, urged to play right now, and how maybe if they weren't in this situation, wouldn't have caught them. Someone wouldn't have caught it. It caught it anyway. Mm -hmm. But um, I I would hate I would hate to see. I, I, I'm I'm joking. I would hate to see with these football players. You know what I'm saying? Like man, you know they're high risk too, boy. Football yeah, like man. yeah. It, it's I would hate to see. It's like, dude, before this happened, I used to be able to sustain this. 
And after it happened, I rarely was able to get back out to that level again. Yeah. Now, Ryan, uh, Ryan, before you hopped in, I just want to throw this out to uh, you can comment on this. So this is going to Sacramento Kings stand with their, uh, I believe it's Rashawn, Rashawn Holmes. Uh, he broke the NBA bubble uh, to pick up some food. Now he's going to have to be an additional 10 days in quarantine in his hotel. He did come out and say, like, I apologize for my actions and look forward to and look forward to rejoining my teammates for our playoff push. So you have guys down there, Ryan, who's popping out the bubble to get some food. Then, then it's supposed to be a hotline out there basically snitching on guys. Like, hey, man, they ain't, they ain't doing what they supposed to be doing. Then you have, um, via, this is via Twitter, Twitter, social media, people saying like, yeah, I got invited to the, to the bubble. So, I, I reported first here. You did. That, that was going to This was weeks before Stephen A. Smith did that. Oh, yeah. When yeah. I said, it's not a doubt these young cats, being young, are going to be like, hey, can you come through? Yeah. So, Ryan, what you think about all that? Uh, I'm wondering if maybe hockey got it right with starting the playoffs right away. It just seems like mm-hmm. the, all the leagues are going to start crumbling pretty early in their, yep. their restart. None, none of it just sounds good. You know, like, every report is pretty negative. You all wonder what the threshold is. And it's like you said, D, like, let's say LeBron goes down next. Uh, Is the playoffs even kind of like a thing at that point if he goes down? You know, we'll all be questioning the legitimacy of all these champions in all the sports anyways. But Mm -hmm. if it becomes too much of a freak show and Corona's really hitting everybody, then I think you just got to shut it down like you guys are saying. It ain't worth it, man. It ain't worth it. Mm. All right. Don't forget, Elena oh. Deladon. Yes, can, from yes. the Washington Mystics. Uh, her doctor, for anybody knowing her, she's had Lyme disease. Uh, her doctor, her that she's had for a very long time, and said that an advisor that is probably she's at high risk and she probably shouldn't go and be in the wubble. Um, what did she you call went it? to the, the it was on, on ESPN. It said a wubble, not a bubble, a wubble. Um, it's a woman, it's a wubble. Okay, all right. Um, so, uh, but NBA, the panel that decides the boy bubble, do the players get an exemption or not? Decided that she doesn't deserve an exemption. Uh, one thing I did see, Damn, I believe it was it on Around the Horn. Uh, yeah, because uh, um, Tony Rowley has had Lyme disease and oh, talked wow. about, uh, and one of the things they talked about, well, there are so few experts on Lyme disease that it's it's probably likely that a panel wouldn't be able to really come to a conclusion because the amount of attention spent on Lyme is, is low. They don't know what they're they they actually looking at. Talking yeah, they don't know stuff. enough about it, basically. But you, well, don't really you think you were air on a set of caution? Like, I would, don't too. Know. Yeah, but how like, many, I don't know what but you if had, LeBron, so you But what if LeBron was like, I'm not coming? People would be like, and I mean, well, LeBron got Lyme disease now. Is that what you're trying no, to? No, but oh. she's the MVP, is what I'm she saying. She is, she is, right. So right. now, like, remember though, the day when we, well, we were talking, you was like, man, we about to get Wiggins. I was like, hell no, we get Deladon. Yeah. I've been waiting my whole life. I still can't imagine hey. Deladon in the midst. I mean, in, uh, mm-hmm. Chicago. Real quick, for uh, Ryan does is off the top. When I was at WVON on Sports Cipher, we interviewed Swin Cash. Cause she was on the Chicago sky and this is during the draft. And I asked her, I said, so I've been saying we should get Skylar Diggins, but I think I even mentioned you can. It's okay. like, uh, well, my partner, my, my buddy of mine talking about, he wanted a Deladon, a later Deladon. I'm like, I think we should go with the point guard. What did you think? 
And she was like, I bet you would want Skylar Diggins. Something to, the, something to the line of that. I'm like, damn, she just called me out on national radio. Okay. All right. And she was right. And she was, well, it wasn't the fact to be a sexist. They needed a point guard. Cutie, and she was a You wanted the cutie pie. Hey, Don't hey, you run it. You wanted the cutie pie. You wanted the cutie pie. It's not bad either. I need something they, to look at. No, they needed a point. They needed a point guard. They needed a point guard. She was a top point guard coming out of the league, coming out of college from Notre Dame. Not Tracy McGrady, boy. I was like, at Delaware? Well, I remember this is the first time where I, I always would line up, all right, who's coming out and where we pick? And it would be like, all right, when Brittany Griner, I was like, we're not going to get Brittany Griner. You got to get Brittany Griner. I would right. keep, always do that. Uh, Sloan, uh, 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 what's the name? Uh, no, what's Maya Moore. Just, it was Sylvia Fowles, but she, even here, she wasn't LSU Sylvia Fowles for the most part. Right. So then it was like, wait. We get we got number we can get double dog. Right? She was number two overall, right? So yeah, I was like, yeah. please, please. Oh, I was hyped. Was she I was two hyped. overall? Yeah, she was, I two think she was number two. Wiggins went three. Wiggins went three, I believe. Wiggins went three to Dallas. Dick. Diggins, you're right. Diggins. Yeah, yeah. You diggins. But go but ahead. Then, go ahead. She was a top point guard. That's all I was trying to say. Uh-huh. She's very easy. We get it. Wink wink. Uh-huh. Right. Man. Uh I my off top. Off the top. The Mets have a four-person race now for their uh, bidding, and I wanted to get your thoughts on. Is it a four-team? Is, is it a four-group race or yes. four-person? Okay. Well, it's there's individual and groups. Okay. So Steve Cohen, the individual, is considered the favorite. He had a two billion dollar bid reported. Then you've got the owner of the 76ers and the New Jersey Devils. Uh, I forgot their names offhand. Michael, Michael, oh, what is that? No, He's a young cat, a, right, right? He's a young guy. I thought there was a Joshua and a David. I don't remember their last names. Let me see. Uh, but they are the owners of the 76ers and the Devils, so they have the next highest bid, which I think is reported at about 1.7 bill. Mm-hmm. And then you got the J-Rod crew, Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod, mm-hmm. but also, too, I don't know if you guys know, Brian Erlacher is part of that group. Oh, uh, Erlacher is part of Demar- DeMarco yes. Murray. Yes. Uh, a few uh, other people. a few other. Uh, Bradley Beal, I know, is one of them, too. And really? uh, Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs. Really? Yes. So this group came in at $1.7 billion, and they're almost a dark horse favorite because Minority? if their bid is competitive enough, the star power is what they think will get them Ooh. over the edge and be picked by uh, Major League Baseball. Man, but then, minority ownership. That's yes, true. That's it. Then there is a mystery bidder, supposedly, that really? no one knows about at uh, number four. And it's either because it- they're waiting on a bid to come or this bid has already come and this person has stayed in anonymity. Is it Mark Cuban? No. Okay. Now, I mean, you don't know. Because he wanted, he wanted the Cubs. He wanted the Pirates. Yeah. Um, they, go ahead. No, I'm going to say the owners of the Philadelphia 76ers, they're uh, David S. Blitzer and Joshua Harris. Yes. yes. There it is. Yeah. So that's the four-team race. Uh, basically, all the bids are at about $2 billion and probably every group can get to the number. Steve Cohen's got the biggest pockets by far, but it seems like he's kind of dragging his feet and trying to end this. But – do you guys have a favorite, or do you think that somebody's going to win over the I'm other? I'm going with J-Rod, man. Yeah, I would love to uh, see J-Rod, all right. I'm going with J-Rod just yeah. because – also, and I hate to say this, if it goes bad, it's something that's more, like, enticing when it's a celebrity. 
Uh, I personally like A-Rod, even though we've mm-hmm. known about his hiccups in life. But it's still, and then it'll be cool, even though, to see him versus Derek Jeter with the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Right? That and then, like, cool. you know Save Derek division. Jeter. And you Save know division. Derek Jeter would rather be in, in New York. Oh. But he surely wouldn't <laughs> want to buy the Mets. But part of him would has to be like, I wish I was in the Big Apple. Because one, at least with the Mets, you're going to get more money, especially when it starts back up through the turnstiles, compared to we know at, down there at Tropicana how it just it just it hasn't worked every time they try to reinvent the wheel down there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I I think I want to go with J Rod to see how that goes. What about you guys? Uh, I would like to see J Rod in the in the team uh, too. I did I didn't know that Brian Urlacher. And uh, you said Travis Kelsey and who else? Is any other? Marco Murray. Demarco, Demarco okay. Murray. I mean, that'd be There's cool. A couple you, others, I think. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool to see uh, one a minority-led ownership. Uh, that'd be cool. Although you have wait a minute, does Derek Jeter own majority of the Miami Marlins? Mm, hell okay, okay. No. Right. I just want. I just want to. I, I, he's okay, he's running it for the group. He's, yes, yeah, yes, he's yes. running for the and group. And maybe at one point he's going to be able to buy more buy of out. their shares. Okay. All right. No, he, okay. I, I just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make sure. Um, but I think it'd be kind of cool to see that a minority led also to you have active uh players actually stepping in because uh man, listen, these these athletes are making a ton of money, uh, and they they have the funds to kind of like really invest it. And man, listen, you can only go up when you own a you can only go up when you own a I don't know about that. They don't go down and they don't go down in value. Oh, that's because we never had an a a pandemic. I don't know if it may stay the same or drip drip down a little bit because Mm. Those the revenue you're not bringing in people into the stadiums. Yeah, right? but they got they got TV, they got online. I'm not arguing and, with that. I'm, social media. That's one thing MLB still, did very good, very well. Right, but like, still, a lot of MLB teams still you get a lot of money through those turnstiles. You that's, do. That's gone. But remember, so I just wonder, if the Mets. But if the Mets come back, they're in New York. Uh, the Mets have a huge right. fan. Yeah, if, that. that's an if if they come back is the only problem. I'm just yeah, saying sure. with now that we're in a, a territory that we've never been in before. I don't know if the uh, team's increasing as, as, as rapidly as they have been. I think it's going to come to a freeze. And maybe, I'm not saying it's going to just be a slump, but drop. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But drop. Yep. Go ahead. All right. Hey, we'll come on back and have more fun. D and Davis show. <laughs> 